two. Oh shoot, it's recording. Okay, y'all. <laughs> um, Welcome to the Shapes of Love Live special edition. <laughs> yes. Get away, yes. Stanley. So, as you can see, we have invited some guests, um, and we kind of just wanted to explore the notion of love and the different intricacies of that with more people. <clears throat> Excuse me, because like when we invited like other guests onto our lives, we kind of were really empowered by the fact that we had so many different perspectives. And uh, we just thought like, why not broaden that even more? So like here we're on Zoom with three beloved friends and we hope to kind of explore the notions of lo love lost, um, how does that like break? Exactly. Thank you for taking the words out <laughs> of my mouth, Fiatra. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll introduce my two guests and then Biafra will introduce his guests and we can go on from there. And yeah, so to my, I guess on my screen, I don't know what it's gonna look like on the recording, but to my left, we have Danielle Reed. She is a senior at Amherst. She is in the SAC. She's a woman in STEM. She's a queen at that. Um, Danielle, you can tell anything about yourself and your pronouns as well. Yeah, hi everyone, I'm Danielle. I'm, as Stanley said, senior at Amherst College I'm from the Bay Area, California, currently on campus in Amherst. And I study biology, yes, women in STEM. Um, I'm into SAC, <laughs> the SAC stands for dance and step at Amherst College, because the acronym is not clear. But yeah, excited <laughs> to be here and talk with everybody. Perfect. And then to my bottom um, right, I don't know what it's going to look like again, so sorry, y'all, but we have Evan Young. He is an, I was trying to count back the years. He is year of 2018. 19. 19. You know, I didn't do the arithmetic right, but we got it. Um, he was also in the stack. He is a lovely, lovely, like, friend of mine. He is, thank you, right? Also, he was an English major, I want to guess. Girl, I'm, I'm fumbling this bag up, so Evan will take it away from me. You're so good. Thank you, Stanley. Um, yeah, hi, everyone. My name's Evan. Um, I use they, them, or he, him. Um, graduated from Amherst in 2019. I still pay rent in Amherst, but my I've been back home with my family in Colorado for just over a month. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited to be here. I realized That's... I forgot my pronouns, so I'm she, hers. Sorry to interrupt. All right, all right, all right. So I think and I'll... Finally, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Finally, our guest I have brought on is Mohela straight out, tuning in from the Netherlands, specifically you want to give a disclosure location? Is <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anyone knows anything about the Netherlands, but I'm from the south, so very close to Belgium. There we go. We got a master's candidate. We have a multi, what is it? Yeah, multi, let me speak in three, four languages, French, Arabic, Dutch, English. Uh, we have a love enthusiast. We have a dancer. Welcome to Hela. Thank you. Um, so yeah, the offer already introduced me. I'm Nuhela. I'm Dutch-Moroccan. Um, I'm living in the Netherlands at the moment. Supposed to be in Paris right now, but because of COVID, I'm at home. 
and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm excited to be here. <laughs> and there we have it, y'all. So as Stanley, let it y'all know, today we are discussing love, loss, anger, and heartbreak. A juicy topic, if I might say so myself. And I'm excited to see where this conversation goes. Stanley, why don't you take us away with the first question? What are we engaging in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Okay, so I think the first question I want to start off with um, and to maybe like lay some foundation like how we usually do in our lives is like kind of define what we think like love is, what heartbreak is, and like what, I guess the definition of anger and how that interplays into love. Um, be as broad and as specific as y'all want. Um, and feel free, this is a very safe, safe space. So, yeah. Who's going to break Okay, down? someone's. That's <laughs> 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 just generally what is love? That's the question. Yeah, like what is love? What is heartbreak? Um, I'm like, I guess anger in relation to love. I, I guess, yeah, I guess we can start off. How do you perceive anger and heartbreak in relation to love? Maybe we can focus on anger first. What's your n normal or fun, like fundamental perception of like how anger can or cannot exist in love and what that looks like? I'm going to raise my hand. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, when Stanley asked me to be on this, I feel like one of the first things that I thought about was um, I feel like a prerequisite to anger is like loving someone in some way. Like you have to care about the person in mm. the sense that if I didn't care about someone, like I don't feel like I'd really have a reason to be. I don't love the president, actually. Never mind. But um. I'm still angry at him. But in my own experience, fair, like fair. <laughs> um, the angriest I've been at like a single person that I know um, is my current partner. You know, like we've had our times of heartbreak in the past. Um, Stanley knows more. Um, but I feel like that anger, I don't want to say it was possible, but like that anger happened because of the love I had. And I'm not really defining the love still, but I feel like that it did rest on the fact that I care about this person. Mm. So you feel like there has to be some type of emotional commitment with this that person, you know, that you have anger. Maybe. So yeah. that way, so that way, it's intertwined. You know, that for someone, for someone to you to be personally angry at somebody, there already has to have been some type of emotional investment, connection. You know, something's mm -hmm. there. Yeah, and that emotional connection. I think that the anger comes from that connection is. Uh, or like that whatever that connection is whether it's like the trust um, that's breached somehow and mm. it's that um, kind of negative something that happens to the connection that I think causes the anger okay what um, else we got y'all yeah, so I, actually, I agree. It's one of the first things I thought of as well, because if if you don't care about a person, then you're not going to invest all your time and energy and emotions to be angry at someone, you know? So mm -hmm. I do agree with uh, with you, Evan, that indeed you have to care about someone, so you have to have some type of commitment um, to be angry at someone. And I think if we think about heartbreak, 
um, I think it's like the relationship or your the fact that you get a heartbreak kind of starts when anger exceeds the love. So when you are so angry that you can't forgive anyone or that person, I'm sorry, someone, that means that the anger, the emotion of anger has exceeded the emotion of love, I think. And that's why you get like, you know, you feel so out of control with your emotions. And I think that's where heartbreak starts. I don't know if that yeah. made sense. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here on what you're putting down. I think I agree with that as well. I think there's like always going to be like po like positives and negatives like in a relationship. And at the point where it becomes like the negatives outweigh the positive, that's when like anger and heartbreak starts to happen. So I see what you're saying. I definitely agree with that. Um, and also like from what Evan was saying at the start, like you have to like the anger comes from when it's like a really strong anger that leads to a heartbreak. I think it comes from like a really deep place of like caring for somebody. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. So what I'm hearing so far is that if you're angry at somebody, you know, everyone is agreeing that it comes from an emotional place of like, there's already emotional connection there. There's already feelings for this person, you know, like there's expectations, if you will. And we're also, it seems like we're also saying that anger, oh, Daniela. I'm looking okay. at Stanley's face and it makes me rethink a couple of things. <laughs> Stanley, Stanley no. will do that to you. Stanley will do but, that to you. Because <laughs> I, I think like, people can get angry for different reasons so like yeah. i think some people yes. may have like different thresholds right if someone's like petty they can get angry like real easy and it doesn't necessarily have to come from like i love this person like energy it could be just like i love like an idea or like i love um i don't know but i think so oh, sorry go ahead oh sorry you go. i'm just wondering like is that anger or are you just annoyed like are you just easily annoyed is there a frustration I mean, I think there's a difference, like, to be very honest, I get easily annoyed by people, like, I wouldn't care about them, but I do get annoyed, so it's not, but that's not the same as anger, like, if I'm actually angry, then I'm actually caring about you, and I just, mm. maybe I want you to agree with my point, or I'm like, why do you do this and not this, so that's when I start to become angry, Deeper. but annoying, I can find every, anyone annoying, I, I don't necessarily <laughs> love them, <laughs> sounds bad, but it's fair, true. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nuhela and Danielle, um, you both just kind of thinking about what you're saying um, made me think about how anger can be kind of like a catalyst or like an impetus for change. Like, because you care about this, like someone like I'm angry at you because I want you to change your behavior and be more mature, or I'm angry at you because um, parents, the way that you treated me as a kid, you know, and some like hypothetical was like, hurt me, you know, and like, but like the anger comes from a desire to, I think, continue the relationship. But Danielle, like you said, at some point, I think both of you like said this at some point, you know, the, the heartbreak and the anger outweigh the, the actual care. And maybe that's when our connection has to be um, cut or a boundary has to be put up. But um, I'm, I'm curious, do you guys feel that anger can ever be a good thing in a relationship, in a whether it's romantic or uh, familial, um, friends, does it does anger only play a role that such as like on the precipice of heartbreak, you know, and leading up to those kind of moments, or can it have any positive benefit? Does it have any positive benefit to your relationships with people? No, 
I mean, what are our thoughts? I also like, I'm the type of person that when I'm in a relationship, it needs to be peaches and roses. It needs to be walks on the beaches. If there's a thunderstorm in sight, we move into the other side of the world. Like, I don't like conflict. I don't like anger. I'm allergic to it. Actually, I get hives. So, um, I don't, yeah, I just, I, I feel like in my relationships, I wouldn't want anger. I feel like if there are issues and conflicts to be had, which I guess it's inevitable, um, I would hope if it's possible not to reach to the emotion of anger, but, um, yeah, that's my take. I don't know if you'll have. Oh no! I give advice: don't eat, uh, don't date anyone who's Arab, because if you don't, that's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna work. She's looking out for you. She's looking out. Thank you. But I don't know. I think I want to take something Evan said. Evan said he feels like there's a point where he said it feels like it can be the catalyst. You know, maybe for a conversation. I need a conversation for community, necessary communication, you know, because in some way the anger can be a disappointment. Like this person did something, you know, that either you didn't expect them to do, you wanted to do something and they didn't do it. And, you know, might be um, speaking on something else, but sometimes I feel like anger can, can be a catalyst for necessary and instrumental conversations to move that relationship along, you know? Mm -hmm. I think you can't let it fester though. That's the thing. As soon as you feel, I know Nuhela, you said something about, you feel annoyed at people, but you don't necessarily feel angry at them. And I, I like understand that 100%. Yeah. Um, but so I feel like maybe if you let frustration fester too long and like pile up, then it becomes anger. Exactly. Um, so right there. But still, yeah. I think like, you know, as soon as let's say, you know, my, this friend does something that bothers me, I'm not necessarily angry at them, but it's like mm -hmm. a, an emotion or a feeling that could build into that if I, if it keeps happening, like the pattern, but like, it, that's why I think kind of what you're saying, Biafra, like it's important to have that communication in order to like, exactly. I don't know. I'm just thinking of the title of the episode Love Lost and my like thought with Lost was like, I feel like relationships, I'm such a relationship person just in my life. Like when I think of like what matters most to me, it's like the people in my life more than my career. Um, hey, go ahead. But like, the like I feel like losing that is like, a last resort for me and so like it's very important that that anger can be directed because it's a feeling like any other right like that it be directed toward communication and trying to maintain or better those connections yeah because yeah. i'm not sure if any one emotion is bad on its own you know i feel like they're all necessary and they all serve a role and i think particularly in relationships you know anger gets a bad rep reasonably so but I think anger, I feel like sometimes is maybe, sometimes anger can be um, maybe the lack of ability to communicate certain feelings, you know, that frustration. And I think it can definitely become pretty ugly if that builds over up over time. But I'm not sure inherently if it's only a bad thing. What are we thinking, Danielle, Stanley? <laughs> I feel like I'm seeing some. I have, I guess, like, <clears throat> I think it depends on the relationship we're talking about because I think it differs from, mm -hmm. like, romantic familial like platonic mm -hmm. friend like very yes, different name those five types <laughs> sorry <laughs> don't go there i think i think um like family like mm. i've gotten pretty angry at family before but i think it's led to like conversations that need to be had and i'm grateful for that i'm not mm. necessarily like 
proud of like the anger, but that came from like a place of not communicating <clears throat> initially. Um, but I wouldn't say like the anger itself was like bad. It's just like what happened. Um, like I wouldn't say like the feeling was like bad, but I think it maybe like the behavior could have been or like, yeah, just the communication. But mm. with romantic, like maybe like the anger, like what Stanley was saying, it's like, you don't want that and something that's someone who's supposed to be like your partner all the time, but I don't know, it's, it's complex for sure. But also I'm thinking, I actually think it's a bit unhealthy if you're never angry at your partner, because if you're with your partner and you're with them 24 seven, I mean, obviously there are gonna be things in life, even if you have like small disagreements and you talk about them, so you know, you don't let it pile up. But even if you have, have that, you're going to have some things in life that you don't expect. And everyone deals with it differently. So obviously, if like a major dramatic thing happens and your partner handles it with it differently than you do and you get angry at each other, I think it's normal. I, I, I would think it's weird if, like, I would be hella annoyed if my partner would never have like a real discussion or fight with me. I would be, and just agree <laughs> with everything I'm saying. <laughs> You know, that would not be good in my, like, it doesn't sound realistic, maybe, to me. Mm. But I don't know what you guys think of this, or what your uh, image is of a relationship. Stanley, Stanley, go ahead. Yeah, Stanley. <laughs> on your mind, Stanley, we can all see you. No, I just, <laughs> no, I'm just, like, I'm here sitting, because, like, I... I'm thinking about my relationships and how I, like, navigate through them also, and... Um, and I like I also want to like um, echo kind of what Danielle said in terms of like how you voice or communicate that anger and how you like your behaviors after that because I think that's also really important. I don't like I think oh my gosh I was thinking so much I'm losing my train of thought but like I I don't know I feel like I still stand by the notion that like you don't want too much anger in your relationship like especially romantic I don't know I'm just feel like if you have a conflict and you're able to communicate and like see that they're, see that your partner is like angry, see that your friend is angry, or not angry, sorry, that you're, um, that there's a disagreement of some sort. I don't see like why you have to get to the angry part, you know, like why can't you just communicate and, you know, elevate and move on, you know, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I hear you. I hear you, Stanley. And I, I think important, I, I think too much of it would be bad. And I don't think that is necessary. Mm -hmm. I think everything in life is balanced. Too much of anything isn't good, you know? Which, you know, like sort of like Noelle said that if someone is just always doing something, you know, it can become much. But I think, well, I guess the point I was trying to argue and even asking and trying to get us to think like this was like, is anger always and only a bad thing? You know, I do think it can play an instrumental role in having conversations like Danielle brought up, whether it's with family, you know, that I think in romantic situations, we, I think we tend to feel more hesitant. Maybe it's also because of our imagination and what we imagine that anger to look like. And maybe, um, maybe our own personal experiences on how partner romantic um, anger has manifested or like our ideas of that. But I think it's, you know, it, it's, it's sort of a reaction to behavior and it doesn't have to necessarily be a buildup. You know, it could be a one quick action, some one thing somebody does, it gets you mad and you express that. Like, I don't really like when you do that. Like, you know, it makes me feel this type of way. It doesn't necessarily mean there's this huge fight 
you know, and it's a storm, you know, and your whole day, you both, you know, both your whole days are rowing, you know, you're not talking to each other, it doesn't have to necessarily be to that degree, but it can be like, Stanley, like, I actually really don't like when you do this, like, it makes me mad, like, you know, I get angry when you do this, and it's like, me expressing that to you. Like that's I just say I thought you were being for real and I was hurt for a second. I was like, <laughs> I was like, we gotta talk after the show. Like, like okay, sorry to interrupt. But um, maybe is is it also a cultural thing though? Is it, because I feel like like if I would um, differentiate between Dutch fights, like in, in the Dutch culture and in Moroccans, like Moroccans, we just scream at each other for like fifteen minutes. No shame whatsoever. And then after that, we have tea and it's all good. <laughs> and yeah, like literally it goes like this, like it's normal. But with Dutch people, like if you have a fight, you're going to like not talk for a couple of days and it's going to be, you know, you're still going to be mad for so long. So maybe it's also, I don't know how it is in American culture, but maybe it's also like cultural differences in how you talk to people and how direct you are. I'm not sure how it is in America, but I think it definitely depends culturally. Like even like not even just in terms of like different countries, but even within America, like different like social groups have very different ways of communicating. Like I think you're right that some people will just like yell at each other and like that's like completely normal. And then some people will just like sweep it under the rug and it'll like fester there, which is you know, just two different ways of handling things. Yeah. No question. Um, this is kind of along the lines of culture, kind of not so bear with me. So like, do you, have y'all ever been in a romantic, platonic, whatever type of relationship where your other person kind of handled anger or conflict differently than you? And how did you like manage that? Like, cause I'm thinking about me, I am conflict avoidant. I will steer left. And I'm hearing from a lot of other people, like here, people here that like, you know, people are more like, Conflict like to get at it. So like, how, how do you navigate that? I mean, something that I noticed, and I, I think historically have been conflict avoidant, but realized that I also tend to get like be in relationships with conflict avoidant people, which then I think like pushed me to be more open and direct about it, which I think is part of like being like I don't know what communicating better on my part, but like. Um, that's not really exactly what you were saying, but I think I totally forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I think um, for me, it depends on my energy level. Like sometimes I'll bring it up, sometimes I won't. I think it just depends on how much I'm willing to give at a certain moment, and that varies. So, do you find that you mesh well or you prefer when you have a partner or in relationships where people express directly to you how they're feeling or you know people that might like have you experienced like what type of man of coping mechanisms have you experienced with anger that have maybe maybe tripped you up or like did you think well, twice? I think like open communication prevents anger so I think like having open communication like is beneficial and then like that would hopefully lead to less anger I think anger has come up for me in relationships when like we don't talk about certain things and it just like sits there and we it could have been avoided had we talked about it more um 
but it's sometimes you either don't have the energy to or you don't want so you're not comfortable with it so it just happens but i think open communication could prevent that is there a difference between i guess, i think so i'm kind of that was rhetorical god um i feel like there's a difference between like avoiding anger like not having a conversation versus anticipating anger um that's kind of i think Engage, what, anticipating you know, anger. What, do you, what do you mean like by like what danielle was saying like you know getting frustrated once and instead of not saying anything like communicating about it and saying you know what you did or like you know i have a friend who's very direct and i just culturally like especially on my dad's side like we talk around things um right. and it's all kind of implicit like what things are said um and so a lot of work for me has been like learning how to be more explicit but like knowing that when my friend says um says something it's not meant to be hurtful or mean it's just how he talks mm. um mm. and we had to have a whole conversation about that like um and now i know you know to like if i'm going to say something literally that he's going to take it literally but um i feel like if you go into a, again, it takes energy, like what Danielle was saying, if you go into a conversation and maybe that's too much work, I don't know. That's like a lot of emotional work to put in. So I'm not even sure if I wanna do that all the time. But, uh, <laughs> um, anticipate like what's gonna make this person angry. I don't know, cause you don't always know. I'm kind of just rambling at this point. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> no, we love no, it no, we, we do, we do, we take rats actually. We're, we're a rat, right. rat safe, it's a rat safe space. <laughs> I'm thinking. Well, I'm also thinking, is it like, I don't know if, if I'm thinking of like avoiding so if I would not be able to say stuff to, I don't know, like my best friend or partner, whatever the relationship is, I, w I would be really like, um, how do you say that? Like not annoyed. I don't want to say the word annoyed again, but I don't know the word in English, so I'm just going to use that. Um, but I would feel really uncomfortable thinking, oh, can I say this to that person? Or can I say this to that? Like, you know, if I'm in a really good relationship with you, platonically or romantically I don't care I feel like I should be able to express anything and yeah. without the other person like we should be able to talk about that I'm not going to shout at them but just be able to discuss and if you're going to avoid so many things because people because people might get hurt I mean you never know when people get hurt so no. how do you deal with that and then you might be hurting yourself if you hold right. it in like walking mm -hmm. on eggshells all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This seems like the counter against the, the anticipatory anger. Stanley, Stanley, how, how are we feeling about this so far, Domo? Yeah, like, yeah, like Stanley. <laughs> no, the face I, is so expressive. I know, no, I love off. it. I love it. <laughs> when I'm like off to the distance, I'm thinking of different things. I'm not trying to like be rude or anything. I'm just like, wow, these are hitting in different ways. But um, in terms of how I can, like, I navigate my relationships and friendships and stuff like that. Um, I agree with you, Nohela. Like, I don't like walking eggshells. Like, I talk shit and, like, you know, I don't get hit. But, like, I, like, I, I say things and I sometimes don't think about it. Or I say things without just, like, oh, let me, let me focus. Like, I say things without maybe sometimes. I feel good. Unfiltered, yes, but like also anticipating like maybe what the reaction is, you know, or like what the other person may be feeling, and maybe that's also me not being thoughtful enough. But we'll talk about that later. 
But um, I agree with you. Like, if I had to do that, where I had to walk on eggshells or like had to like you know be afraid of things to say, like, girl, like I'm not here for it. Like that's <laughs> stressful. Is that like a nine to five job? I just I it. But then, <laughs> while I was thinking about it, like I think about some of my other friends where I do know that like there's there are boundaries and like if you cross that boundary like that's an issue or like that like that could be a problem so it's it's a it's a balance of like trying to figure out like not feeling you have to walk on eggshells but also knowing that like there are certain topics and conversations that you you have to stick to around just because you care for the other person so and and i think i think that goes back to the communication part because like i don't like for me i know i really I struggle also with the when people's response, you know, to maybe like their anger and stuff is shying away or like shutting down, you know, disappearing, that kind of thing. Because it's like, I, th- I think those are, that's when you need those conversations to establish the boundaries mm-hmm. that help you like, okay, I know now that, you know, this person is sensitive around issue A and B. So like when I'm discussing issue A and B, I need to now come thoughtfully, you know, and not just have it be this wide blanket of, yeah, I just need to be careful, you know, like you were saying about whatever this person is saying, whatever I'm saying. I think on that, Biafra, something that I'm thinking about is too, like, if you know that like a subject or a topic is a sensitive one for someone, like not just avoiding it altogether, um, but like saying heads up, this is something that I think we need would be good to talk about, but giving them a heads up rather than like um, kind of just popping it on them. Giving them the agency to be like, yeah, I can't talk about this right now. Or, you know, maybe I can't, maybe mm-hmm. I don't want to right now. Right. You know, I need to prepare myself for this conversation. Because if you spring it on them, that's like often when the like uh, shutting down happens but or also, wh- wh- whatever their response is. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I was just thinking, sorry for being controversial again. But I was just thinking maybe also the other way around, because like, for example, I was reflecting upon my relationship with my parents and my parents are like really, really honest with me. Like they say things to me that I don't want to hear and they know I don't want to hear it. (laughs) But I mean, it does like it does make me better. Like I, I do feel like there like there have been things that I've been struggling with for a long time. And then my parents have been avoiding the subject or have been like you know, really sensitive about it. Like they know how to speak. And then one day my dad was just like, no, hey, like this and this and this, like no, no bullshit, just saying it. And I mean, obviously I didn't like it. I got angry, I got mad, but it did help me um, get better. And it did help me realize that my, like, how do you say this? You get out of the train of thought that you're in. Like if someone just bursts the bubble, how do you say that? Burst the bubble? Yeah. 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 <laughs> if someone does that, I mean, it's it's going to hurt for a while, but it can also help you. But I do think it depends on who does it. Like my dad can do it, but if anyone else says, I'm not going to accept <laughs> no, So it does depend on the person. Yeah. So what do you guys think of that? I'll go. I just have like a quick thought. Because my parents, and I mean... Uh, dang i've already said it so i was trying to, okay so yeah um so yeah my family does the same thing where they are very blunt and i'm a rising cancer and i'm very emotional so like you can't yeah, say things like that <laughs> like it's that's gonna hurt my feelings and my kind of like idea on that is like i don't think the growth that comes after that hurt or that bluntness 
is necessary. I feel like there are ways to help someone grow and help someone figure out something or I don't know, whatever the case is without having to be um, so forward. And that's like, that's kind of my same notion in terms of like anger and like conflict. I think there's other ways to navigate around the negative, I guess, like emotions or feeling, but I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. I, I hear you, Stanley. I hear you as a as a rising cancer myself. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I I do, I do, and I'm thinking about it. I I mean, again, I feel like it goes sort of back to the balance thing, you know. We talk about you know, like you want tact, you want someone that's able to like uh, really deduce. Okay, maybe this is a good time. It's not a good time. Like an approach, tough conversations in a thoughtful way, you know. And then also on the other hand, though, I think of. Yeah, he would have mind. Like one of my good friends, Jimmy, for instance, and a lot of y'all know him. I think a couple of y'all know him, like blunt, just straight, straight, straight to the point. There's, there's no avenue. And it, it reminds me of those things, you know, like your mean, quote unquote, mean friend, you know, is your honest friend. Like I know, and it is sort of reassuring because I know 100% he's going to give it to me straight. Like there's no, there will be never any lies, you know, like I can guarantee, like, and I think, but, and anger too. And I, I really count that too. Like, I know that I think a comforting aspect of someone who is direct. And again, I still agree that, you know, so we should have tact, you know, there should be some balance. That is that. I think I worry about is like hurting people's feelings. So it's like, I don't want to have made you feel some type of way and you not express it. Like that's, you know, I think that really regresses relationships and really are at least slows it down and allows it not to, form to a certain level you know because you guys are on the same page and someone might be feeling some type of way and they're holding back and you might be unaware of it and you're gonna you know you're just and maybe you're sensing something's different or like having to sort of like not be on exos but constantly think like okay did i go too far with that you know because you know they're not going to speak up you know you, you know they're not going to say anything for instance you know Yeah, for you made me think about, I mean, I feel like I consider myself lucky that I've only really lost one friendship in my life. Like, that was like a violent ending in terms of like, okay, we're not talking anymore. Um, and that was because of that, you know, I was trying to be tactful about how I, you know, yeah. broach a subject to someone and um, they said, it's okay, you know, just tell it to me straight. And I didn't want to and it ended up making things worse. And then, yeah, so yeah. I definitely yeah. think if I'd just kind of come out with it, it would have been I don't know how it would have been, but probably better. Yeah. But because mm. it was like, instead of just like making one cut and saying like, here's why I'm angry. It was like little tiny oh, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get around it. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think it really can be a case by case, you know, I, I, I can't say that, you know, that obviously is the best method every time, but I think, I think the best aspect of it is that communication piece because the form of communication you're getting the, the raw part of the message, you know, and I think that's the important aspect, the, like the fact that something's being communicated. And I think that, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm gonna just leave it at that. I think that's an important part, the fact that the message is being communicated and which why I lean towards direct. Yeah. <laughs> that took you a very long time. I was like, he got us on the edge of our seat, y'all. <laughs> he goes there. 
Family, do you feel like after those situations where you feel like that was like too much, like do you feel thankful in the end that you heard what they had to say or like, is it just like a moment of like, I was like hurt emotionally and like I wish they didn't say it like that or is it eventually like, you know what, like I needed to hear that. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, and I don't know if I need to think more about my answer before I say it, but I, I'm not thankful. Like for, in my opinion, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, maybe I should be thankful, but in my opinion, if someone, I, if someone causes me harm and they say something that they know may rub me the wrong way and don't come at, come at it with tact or with like some sort of like gentleness or like love, right? I'm gonna look at it with you with a side eye and as I do with a lot of my relationships and this is a topic quality, I'm sorry, I distance myself. So like, I am, again, a very conflict avoidant. So like, if you come at me and knowing that it may cause conflict, I'm gonna be annoyed. And I, I'm the, it's the first thing I'm gonna think is not to be thankful for the growth afterwards. I don't know. That's and do you feel like that's for all your type of relationships, friends, family, like romantic? Friends is like a friend. So if I were like, for like Stanley, like, this is how I feel about this. Is that directness what makes you like annoyed and like push away? Or does it depend on what we're talking about? Maybe it's more nuanced. So it's not like every direct conversation. Like, I feel like y'all should be able to have different, like people should have be able to have their conversations with me specifically. But like, I think it's maybe if you know that something's gonna rub me the wrong way and you still talk about it, then I'm gonna be like, what are you doing, you know? So it is, I guess, situational. And so a subject you don't want to hear, you know, something I knew, like, you don't want to engage, maybe you're struggling with, and I'm, like, trying to press you to really face this thing in your life. Yeah, I think so. Like, what about y'all? Like, okay, let, let me flip it. Let's flip it in reverse. If you have a sore subject in your relationship, familial, platonic, romantic, and your partner still pushes the button or still talks about it, like, how do y'all feel about that? Like, what, why, what, what, what is the, what, what, sore in what way? Sorry, yeah. say that again? Sore in what way? Like, why is it a sensitive, is it sensitive because it's, you know, like, it's something that I'm get mad about. Some, I think it's different things. Like, if it's yeah. like, if it's a flaw, for instance, of mine, that is connected to something and I don't like talking about how, I don't like talking about this thing you always bring up, but it's related to my maybe behavior and how it's impacting you. That's one thing versus talking about something I'm sensitive about that's connected to my past and it, and it's hurt. And it's like, maybe I lost someone to that and you're being very brunt and brash. And so like, that's a different type of feeling and pain than, you know, that might be more hurt than anger, for instance. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm going to pause if anyone else wants to talk because I feel like I don't want to take up so much space. <laughs> All right. You got to think of Stanley like usual, like usual. Okay, so what do y'all think on can love? Wait, so did we complete? We're not going to talk about it. I had thoughts when I was waiting for anyone else to talk. We, oh, that's what you meant. I thought you were like, I, yeah. I need a. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if we don't have thoughts on it, I can, I can like. Say no, no. They just repeat your question again. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was saying that, like, and this was posed from Danielle. Like, if someone talks to you about something that makes you uncomfortable, or 
like as the actor said, like sore mm-hmm. in some way, how are y'all going to feel about that? Like me personally, I'm going to be annoyed. Like, why are you talking to me about something that I'm uncomfortable with? Um, but I don't know. How do y'all react? I think like Biafra was right in saying like, it depends on what kind of hurt it is. Like mm. for sure. If it's about like a past thing that you haven't gotten over and it's sore and it's raw and you don't, you're not, you haven't dealt with it. So like, why is this person forcing you to? I don't, it's, I think it depends. But if it's like a, oh, like you need to like be on time to things, like you're always late, like get it together. Mm-hmm. Like that type mm-hmm. of thing is like, you know, need, needs to be heard. Um, so, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think on that too, it's like um, the alternative for them, if it's like the, the latter thing of, um, it's like, say like a behavioral thing that the person that's being confronted does. The alternative for the person who is angry and to not say anything is to walk on eggshells, which I don't think is good for them. It's like they, I think in a relationship, you have to kind of take care of yourself first. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. Exactly. I guess my question would be Does this, does, does, are they engaging with something that also impacts them? Like, Let's say if I'm in a romantic relationship with you and I know it's sore and I know you don't want to talk about it per se, but like your behavior is now having impact also on my mental yeah. health and my, you know, and myself as an individual mm. and we're in this thing together and I know it's a difficult subject for you, but we have to address it, you know, for us to move forward in a healthy way. I'm here like getting constipated over here because I'm just like, y'all, I don't think that so i i hear y'all i hear all y'all um in terms of like if it's affecting the relationship or the two or the 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 partnership i guess or the relationship um that can be an issue but then again i feel like that that could be used to almost take it to an extreme i don't know like i'm feeling like oh this okay so this thing a bothers me and it affects the relationship sure but then person B keeps talking about it and then it's causing more stress on my part. So I'm just here like, I don't know. I think there needs to be a balance where like if person A doesn't like, or person B, sorry, I'm mixing all the letters up. But if person, <laughs> the other person is like so debilitated or stressed from that issue, they mm. either walk on eggshells and then you exit because, that, because I'm not well enough to talk about whatever that's going on. So I don't know. That's my thing. Um, I don't know. This sounds like a very particular type of issue. Yeah. And I'm also thinking, is it then maybe that you're not accepting what the other person is telling you? Because, for example, what I was thinking of um, is, for example, with my best friend. Like, we're very honest with each other. And she also tells me, um, like, if I do stuff, so maybe my behavior that affects me, doesn't necessarily affect her, but she sees or notices that it affects my mental health, for example. She would tell me I would not like it in the beginning, but eventually I accept it because it's my best friend and because it's her and I accept it, that's why I don't get really angry about it for longer. But if someone else would tell me, then maybe I wouldn't. So maybe it depends on who is telling you and if you're willing to accept this sort of advice from the other person. Yeah, like let's say if it's parent constantly giving you a certain message, like that happens to me all the time. Oh, my mom hates it. 
<laughs> she'll be telling me something. It could be years. And as soon as I hear from somebody else's mouth, I'll be like, mom, guess what this other person told me? Yeah. It changed the way I see things. And she's like, I've been trying to tell you that. But like, I didn't want to hear it from her, you know? I really didn't. And it was such a real thing. Like, I remember I was just like, I don't know, maybe you were annoyed and frustrated and, you know, different living situation things play a role. But like, as soon as I heard it from somebody else, it was like revolutionary words, like change the way I was perceiving that issue that I have been struggling with. But sounds like it's, it's some food for thought, Stanley. Sounds like it's some food for thought. Yes, I will definitely be journaling about this tonight. <laughs> I want to get on a little, uh, another topic that me and Stanley mm-hmm. had discussed briefly is, um, let me make sure I get this right. Can Yeah, so, so it's more around the heartbreak aspects. And we've been talking about anger. So it's more around the heartbreak aspect, like, do you think and feel that you can still love an ex? Does love ever, you know, do you ever fall out of love? Is that a thing? Is that real? Is there always some type of love? What are our thoughts and feelings? I think there's a difference between loving someone and being in love with someone. I mean, like, I, I love my exes, but I'm not in love with them. And I feel like loving them is more of like, I care about this person. I feel a sense of affection toward them, but I'm, you know, I don't want to live with them. So we have a strong answer from Evan out the gates. How, how, how is everyone else feeling? Daniela, Daniela. I think I agree with that. I think I'm the only like strong or like long-term relationship that I've had is like the one I'm currently in. Um, the one I had before that like wasn't, it was like high school wasn't really like <laughs> that significant. Um, but like, um i think like there is a difference between like love and being in love because i think i've had this like topic i've talked about this with some of my other friends who've had that issue or they had like broken up with somebody but there was still like this kind of like pull toward them but it was Mm. like um but it was like they shouldn't have been together and they knew that but it was still like love there but it wasn't like in love with that person um yeah okay briefly briefly um what are some of the differences you feel like being in love and love you know just while while we have y'all here (laughs) from you danielle i guess specifically since you mentioned it um i think like in love is more of like an infatuation with them and then like like just general love is just like you care about like their well-being mm-hmm. and their feelings their mental health physical health like you just want them to be like okay and then like if you're in love you're like want to be with them you want like it's i don't know <laughs> some people have other things to add i don't know what else to add to that <laughs> does that kind okay, of make sense okay. yeah I, 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 okay go ahead go ahead don well i have a question this is all cute and all, and I love that we want to love our exes. But if you, if you were in a relationship and your partner said, you know, I just love my ex, I'm so sorry. But I would have to be like, the door. Because no one, it, you ain't gonna love no one in this relationship about me. I like, y'all, I don't know why. I hear you, I hear you, I do. But, 
No, I'm so sorry. No, I don't. Oh, well, I no. think that language is powerful, though. That's not exactly. It's the emphasis on If your ex is telling, I mean, if your partner is telling you, "Yeah, I love my ex," that sounds like a, a declaration. That sounds right. like you know, that's like they they want to say, "I'm in love." That sounds like you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Greater, greater than what uh, everyone has discussed so far. Exactly. It's about the way you say it. And I think the way you just said it, Stanley, like language wise, would mean that you're in love with your ex. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's kind of what we discussed, right? Like loving someone or caring for someone and being in love with someone. But it's also I was just like, thinking in my mind, like, when, when do you stop being in love with someone? And when are you just loving someone like that's also a vague I don't know. It's just a bit fake to me. Something that I, I was thinking about that before, Nuhela, and I like, um, I mean, I'm not, first of all, like I'm not in contact with either of my exes, but I still would consider that I love them. Or, you know, another way to say that might be like, I hold affection for them and I care about their well-being, like you said, Danielle. Um, I, my last relationship ended because I realized I wasn't in love with him anymore. It was... I love him, but I'm not in love. And that I think for me to like stay on topic was like a point of heartbreak of like realizing, and I think it was love lost, right? Like um, at the time I felt, you know, at one point in love with him now looking back, like actually feeling with my current partner, like a deeper sense of that. Um, I don't know to what extent it was, but like at the time, what I felt was being in love. Um, and so I'm gonna, I'm not gonna question that. Um, I don't even know where I was going. Um, I hear you, Evan. I yeah. hear you, Evan. Yeah, Honestly. I understand what you're saying. I understand exactly what you're saying. You know, and I, I really do think there's a difference. And I guess, Stanley, what you're saying, though, is you don't, you, I guess the one question is, you know, do you believe once you fall in love with somebody? Index full. So Sorry about that. <laughs> do you believe? <laughs> That, so, you, so Stanley, so what, sort of what you're saying is you feel like you can stop loving somebody, you know, that you can have a partner, fall in love with them, get out of love with them, and no longer have any love for that person whatsoever. No. And that, that is just Thank gone. Thank you. I'm glad we're on the same page. The, uh, yeah. I was just trying to, I was trying to establish <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where you are. Yeah, so I... Yeah, I think you said it clearly. Um, and I guess I want to restate my question, I guess in the same way, but different terms. If you, so y'all all, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, kind of are saying that you can love your ex, but not be in love with your ex. Love is a strong word, right? Like that's one of it also. It's like, and I feel like you all have had conversations about this, like, how it's like an overused word or that like it, it mm -hmm. we don't have en enough words for like what love means and the, like the, the nuances of it. Um, sorry, I don't know if anyone's just gonna talk. Sorry, no, Stanley. exactly. No, 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 you're totally right. And I think it's also a matter of language because now I was actually thinking about like the way you say it in English and the way you say it in Arabic. And in Arabic, you have like so many ways of saying you love someone like Loving someone as a friend is a different verb than loving someone romantically and all that. So I think maybe because of the language thing that 
if you say maybe love is a strong word because it's the only word you have describing that feeling mm. but mm. if you would have more words uh, like making it more specific that maybe it would make more sense i don't know if i'm making any sense whatsoever that but makes sense. <laughs> oh, okay. so interesting so yeah, maybe, maybe that that's the thing sorry <laughs> i was just saying that that's so interesting like having more words to describe feelings like i guess all we have is like like and love mm -hmm. oh, you that's can add adjectives to that but like that's is that it like, yeah i mean that. that's, that's, i think that's how we go ahead, go ahead okay. i was gonna say i think that's how we differentiate between in love and love because also this is a semblance or like an indicator of how little language we have to express it i feel like having more words like we do we have the ability to have a conversation like that's more words like if like let's say i say like stanley like i love my ex and you'd be like whoa and then i'd be like okay let's have a conversation where i can explain what i mean by that like that's i think like even if we only have like a limited vocabulary in english I mean, I don't know, because like I'm I'm a nerd and English major, and so I like Googled like the definition of love and made a list at one point, like in a past, like when a relationship was ending, like I literally did a checklist for like, okay, I feel affection toward this person, desire, not anymore. Um, but like for me, that's what I needed to do. Of like, what? Because like what that was, I think more was love doesn't feel like a useful word anymore because it's so weighed down with that it's you know completely in some in that my case in that instance like lost its meaning. So I had to go deeper into what it meant and find the more specific words like desire, infatuation, um, affection, and, you know, endearment, all of that. And then, like, I feel like there are more words. It's just, I think, yeah, you have to yeah, dig into it. I mean, I, say, I would say from my perspective, too, you know, and Stanley, obviously, we've talked a lot about this, but we talked, you know, there was one live where we were talking about love being a verb, you know, an action. And that, and so, and... I don't know if y'all know, but I base my definition of love essentially straight out of the Bible, like copy and paste. You know, and a lot and a lot of and it's all action words. And some of those action words are kindness, patience, um, forgiving, things of those things to those sorts. And so I would say like to my act, I could still be kind, you know, I could still be patient and I can do those things. And I think Evan, like I said, is what it comes in. It's like, well, I no longer have a desire, you know, to be with the person. I no longer, there's obviously, you know, Dan Stanley, I know, talk about how broad and big love is, you know, and how many different things encompass it. But, you know, so there's that aspect of nature. Like, yes, I can be kind. Yes, I can be patient. You know, I would still to this day, but I don't want to be with that person. You know, I don't have that desire. I don't have the urge. And there's so much more the other aspect of the romantic aspect it's almost as if it's shifts mm -hmm. into the platonic you know from like romantic platonic like it's not there's, there's no desire for that romantic engagement anymore you know if that makes sense stanley can i ask you a question would you feel of the course. same way would you feel the same way if the person you were like with said i have love like as a noun versus i love as a verb like would it have the same effect I would rather someone say I care for them than they love okay. them. Just the word. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yes. Like reserve that word for me. 
don't be using that word for every random person in the street. Like, I, I think who do you say, think? <laughs> what? No, I was gonna say like you've really expressed this a lot from before we even had such a love live. Like the idea that you wanted love to be a special <laughs> word only used in certain situations. You know, yeah. and I think it speaks to our lack of having other words. I don't know how to say it. And so yeah. you want that, like if you had that word that specifically described that romantic in love, you know, head over heels, you would want, you know, you want that used very seldomly and just for you. And I, I, I'm not I'm trying afraid. to share that with someone else. Like that's, that's no, we not in Apollo Amorarius relationship. <laughs> like who do you think you are? No. So yes, you have it correct. I don't want, it's like, yeah. English language is very limited. So limit that word to me. Do that for me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> how would like how would you describe like your feelings toward like your good platonic friends? Like do you not love them? Damn, I, I know. know. Go, ahead. Go ahead. Do it again. Do <laughs> Ask it again. Because that's like yeah, that's like, what ouch. it is. Like unfortunately, <laughs> like unfortunately that is the word we have. And that and it is what you have for your yeah. friends, I assume. So it's like hmm. yeah. Speak power the truth. No, and uh, I, you're, you're exactly right, yeah. And, like, for me, me and Biafra have had this conversation before, and I've also been very, like, ugh, like, you know, kind of, like, hesitant. But, no, I, I like, for my friends, I love them. If they're watching, hey, I love y'all. But, I mean, <laughs> it, it is a struggle for me just because I do wish that there was something that I could reserve for, like, romantic relationships to show, like, that the love that I have for my friends and the love that I have for my partner is different, you know? But you can't do that, unfortunately. I can show an action. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the action, so. <laughs> yeah. And it is, I think, I'm thinking also about the languages and the differences. And for example, like my friends that um, I speak Dutch with, for example, like Dutch is very similar to English in the sense that we also, we don't have a lot of words in Dutch expressing love. So I would say to my friends, I love you in Dutch. But my friends that I speak Arabic with, I would never say, like, I love you as in the way, you know, I would never say that. It's weird. Like, if I would say the exact word, they would be like, what are you, like, or what are you trying to say? Are you in love with me or something? So yeah. it would, it's also, like, culturally inappropriate. I would use another way of describing my feelings for them, but not exactly those words that I would say to a romantic partner. And that's why I always feel that I can only express like the real emotions I have in Arabic for mm. some reason, because there are just more words. So it's easier to express exactly that feeling that you have for someone. I don't know if this makes any sense to you because no, it does. yeah, it's difficult to translate it because there are no words. So it's very strange. There you go, there you go. <laughs> I feel like English is a very like I don't know what I was gonna say like context-based language like you have to you can't just say something you have to like explain exactly um, yeah. yeah I feel like it almost like necessitates like the conversations to be had and I'll get you another language just uh, you know learn yeah a couple, like, vocab I mean, right there you go <laughs> but if you if like it's like let's say like you don't have access to an education to get languages or like in your like family you only speak English um you know, I think it, you like the conversations is where like the context that, you know, different words for, you know, the depth of love or types of love might be had. 
but also then it's easier like if you only know one language then that's all you know but if you have multiple languages and you know that there's a way of saying something in one language like I struggle with this all the time then I try to translate it in my mind and I'm like what is this in French what is this doesn't make sense because you have multiple ways of thinking but if you have one language then I don't think it's ever going to be a problem or an issue because you don't think about it because you don't know that there's another way of, of thinking about it and she just called us simple it's okay. What? No, no, that's not what I did. It's not what I tried to do. <laughs> I don't know. Stanley, how, how are you feeling on these topics? On, on, on what everyone is saying? Um, can I just say, I'm so proud of us. Like, we did this ish like i was low-key really nervous in the beginning but i'm really like like the what we brought up has really like made me navigate and think about like what i actually think about this topic and uh, no like i think this was a really good fruitful conversation like i definitely have a lot of journaling and like thinking to do afterwards like um how do y'all feel i want to flip it and reverse it how do y'all feel I, I agree. I think like the language thing too is like so interesting to me. Um, like just literally not having the words to express certain things and like not knowing that you don't, that there are other words out there in like other languages to express this feeling, but like not knowing it or not growing up with it or whatever. Like I do feel like limited in a, like a little bit, not like just from hearing it from you today. Like I wouldn't have known it like yesterday. I wouldn't have really thought about it, but it is like Sorry. I to know. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's food for thought, but it's, it's just, I really admire that like other languages have that much specificity and it feels like maybe they give more attention to love words like English. Like they don't, yeah. they have words for other things, but not for this. So like, what does that say about their culture? I don't know. Interesting. What about everybody else? In our final, final moments of this week's Shapes of Live, love lost, anger and heartbreak. <laughs> Um, I'm thinking it's really interesting to, to like, especially what we talked about in the beginning about like directness and how you talk to people and if they are willing to accept that. Because to be honest, like both Dutch and Moroccan culture, people are pretty direct. And I've noticed that, for example, like in American culture, people are less direct. And I, like at first I was struggling with that because I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with Americans around me. So I didn't know. But now, like, I've been hearing from you guys and the way you perceive it, and it's actually, like, it's, as you said, it's food for thought. Yeah, I feel like this has um, made me think a lot about, like, the ways I use, not honestly use love, that sounds weird, but um, the word, you know, in different ways. And, like, you know, I, like, something, like, I do know some French, and, like, you know, I, I would only say te amo to my partner. Like, I would never say it to a friend I don't think but that's already in another language but like I don't know it just makes me think about like instances in my own life of how I use the word love or as a verb or a noun or whatever and um yeah how about you Biafra what say he <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I'm, I'm really glad we had these conversations and uh 
Stanley, you're often uh, the the propagator <laughs> of uh, think me thinking in different ways and just in terms of just because as we found out, you know, I mean, you see things completely <laughs> from different sides, you know, it sparks a lot of this. But I'm really grateful that we got to engage you guys because you guys brought up a lot of good points, both in how anger, what that looks like, and how can we express what you prefer, and also in terms of. I mean, the heartbreak, I think I was on, yeah, I was on, I was from the beginning, I think we were on the same page, you know, most of us, you know, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> we're on the same page, but I enjoyed the conversation, and I really want to thank y'all again for taking the time, take part in this week's Saves of Love Live, I want to be mindful of your time, as we're coming down on the hour mark, more or less possible, <laughs> you know, so any last, any last words, Stanley? um no thank y'all all so much y'all are all beautiful inside and out and it's so 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 appreciate the thoughts um i i'm yeah i'm just so appreciative and grateful um not grateful for the bluntness so that comes you broke his heart <laughs> also can i just say make a shout out to the people who watch this actually on the live you make it to this mark like you real too you are a real one you are a real one this is true but um yes, I just want to say thank you to you three and uh, yeah, of course, always thank you to you uh, and um yeah, really grateful. That's why. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Shukran, as you say, Imela, as you say, my language. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day. Sleep well, depending on what time zone we're coming from. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.